Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. Hello, kids and cadets. Second time's the charm. I hear that if you want to go live and you want to have a live show, you should probably click the button that says go live. So I had a nice practice run of an yeah. introduction. It was brilliant. It was spectacular. You totally missed it. And it's all Tim's fault. Never hear it. <laughs> Are we live this time? Shush, John. Uh, yeah. So, hey, uh, we're here to talk about Ahsoka. It went live last night. Speaking of going live, it went live last night on Disney Plus, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, both episodes one and two on a two episode drop. Uh, so, if you haven't had a chance to watch the wonderful Ahsoka show, uh, shows, uh, I should say, the episodes. Uh, this is your reminder that we're going to be talking about a lot of things in the show that if you haven't watched it, you're going to want to have watched. Uh, so if you don't care about spoilers, please continue watching. We're happy that you're here. If you do care about spoilers and you don't want us to ruin uh, any of the surprises or things for you, please know that we are going to have some spoilers and this is your opportunity to walk away from uh, this episode for the moment. But please so, don't, we need the views. Yeah, please do. Hang around. Consider it. Uh, but anyway, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, Ahsoka episode one and two. And it's kind of interesting. So there, there's been a lot of hubbub around the show for the last couple months. A lot of speculation. People have a lot of excitement because, number one, uh, it's Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, and Ahsoka is a pretty big character in, in Star Wars, especially ever since the Clone Wars, when she was introduced in the Clone Wars movie, she gravitate, uh, gained rather a, 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 re a really quick and strong following. Uh, Ashley Eckstein voiced her in, in all the animated series and has a tremendous following because of the Ahsoka character. Uh, yeah. She's immensely popular and for valid reason. Uh, and of course, now in the live series, we see Rosario Dawson, who was fan cast to become Ahsoka. And we saw her introduced uh, in the Mandalorian, and how cool was that? I know I giggled uh, with with nerd glee when that happened, and uh, I did also do some of that nerd giggling last night in in the episode. You nerd giggle? I've never heard that once or twice. Yes, I know. I was surprised too. Who knew that I could nerd giggle? So me, Kathleen, me, yeah. Anybody who's watched thirty Shana. seconds of this show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so before we get into anything, because here's another popular thing that, that's that's going around in the Star Wars fandom right now, uh, is to dump on and trash a show just because it wasn't what somebody wanted or how they liked or what they thought it should be. So before we talk... Yeah, exactly. But before we talk about any of the things that, that we may have had issue with, or I, I want to hit the, the, the high notes first. So let's talk about some of those things. Um, okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll pick one and then okay. we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth on this maybe. Uh, so for me, one of those very big things yeah. where I giggled it happily mm -hmm. was live action loth cats. Oh my gosh. Yes. They're, be they're better than porgs. I want a loth cat, please. <laughs> I've been them kind of mostly sort of good boy. Send me a loth cat. Yeah. The and it's my understanding those were done with a lot of practical effects too. Oh, that'd be very cool. Yeah. So if um, that'd be kind of cool if they actually had an actual cat there and they just kind of CGI the face and legs on them. Yeah. One I mean, thing I really, lost cat legs are like little twigs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, one thing I really liked was uh, Kevin Kiner's music because mm-hmm. he did music in Clone Wars and Rebels. And, yeah. you know, in Rebels, he was building up to the themes we got in the original trilogy. And now he's kind of deconstructing them. So yeah. that, that story through music, you know, in the spirit of John Williams was absolutely amazing. Obviously, we're not yeah. going to play any here for copyright reasons because YouTube and copyright. And, you know, whole cease and desist and getting sued. We don't have the money to get sued, so we'd rather not do that. Um, but, yeah, no, I, uh, I thought the musical scores were very good. I thought that uh, uh, the visuals of Lothal were fantastic. Yeah. There's a couple scenes where it was straight up out of the Rebels animation, where as it's the ships are flying in and you see um, uh, the radio tower that Ezra was living in, that now Sabine's living in. Yeah. You know, all those things. As you see those things, I was like, I, I'm sitting there in my, you know, last night uh, in our bedroom watching the TV and Shana's looks at me and goes, did you just giggle? I'm like, it's live action Rebels, honey. I, you know. Anyway. <laughs> no, it, it was great to have, you know, that very clear transition of, yes, we're in the same place. It's the same world. It should look the same. You know, yeah. if all of a sudden there were trees all over the place, we, we would complain. But it was right. a very yeah. faithful adaptation. Yeah, absolutely. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, even the, the scene where as Sabine is uh, the two lanes coming in and out of the town of uh, the city uh, yes. of Lothal there. The two lanes with Sabine on the speeder. Mm-hmm. That that section of uh, of land was shown so many times in Rebels. The yeah. simple fact that it was shown so clearly and so uh, so correctly even just that i was like oh my god it's lethal oh my god it's lethal um it's space and... nebraska Ex- don't make me hate it <laughs> i hate nebraska no offense to any nebraskians out there uh, who might be watching but nebraska sucks and nebraska's um cooler. Uh, is cooler anyway uh so yeah so so um and I would like to point out that, so I wrote an article for the Dark Side of the Force uh, a little bit ago. So for those of you who aren't aren't familiar with this yet, uh, I've been doing some freelance writing as a freelance contributor for Dark Side of the Force. And one of the things that we talked about uh, was possible people who we could possibly see in this live action series. I got one of them right. You did. I did. Yeah. Okay. I said we'd see Ryder Azadi. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we did. I'm so excited about that. I was like, I'm last night. I'm like, look at my wife. I'm going, I, I predicted that I knew he'd be here. I said that. So yeah, <laughs> she didn't care. She yeah. was watching something on her phone. Uh, yeah, she didn't care. Wait, she uh, wasn't watching Ahsoka with you. She was in the same room. I'm told that counts. Okay. It ca- totally counts. Works so, for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to Apparently worked for her too. So that was it. That was, yeah. So. Right. But uh, so, yeah, so Ryder, uh, Ryder was there. I thought that was very cool. Um, and so for, for those of you who don't know, uh, that is uh, Clancy Brown, who is the voice actor of uh, Darth Maul's brother, Savage Press mm-hmm. from Clone Wars. Uh, but Clancy's also done a few other things in the, the Star Wars world, and he's had an opportunity now to do some live action work. Wasn't he actually um, the voice actor for that character to begin with? You know, I don't know if he was the voice actor for Ryder Azadi. I thought I, I thought I heard that he was, but yeah, and the um, yeah, I, I just absolutely love the visual. It 
didn't he was absolutely yeah i remembered a thing you remembered a thing and you remembered it correctly that is kind of impressive tell kathleen scary for all of us (laughs) (laughs) i'm not getting involved in that one fair enough uh but yeah yeah he was uh and the great thing about that is that he um boy does he look like i'm gonna pull this up on the screen i didn't have this ready to be a a thing but since we're talking about it it seems like something i should share if i can but yeah check that out here's just a a quick google search Mm -hmm. look at that oh yeah this this one right yeah yeah that's a spot-on canon casting that's beautiful oh yeah um and i love it when they when you know the, the people that that we see in the live action uh their animated characters look so 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 very close kind of like you know we see with uh uh, Bo Katan and and Katie Sackhoff and yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Anything else that you really really enjoyed? Um, the characters. I mean, obviously that they, they translated. They're, they're different actors for the most part. You know, I'm pretty sure Dave Filoni is still voicing Chopper. But other than that, I loved seeing Chopper. My I, my I, favorite little murder bot. Is it just me or can you actually understand him if you watch enough Rebels? If you've watched enough Rebel, if you've watched all the seasons of Rebels and maybe even multiple times, you can hear what he's saying because it's just rah, 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 rah. it's just very muffled, yeah. but you yeah. can hear it. Yeah, his his argument like, with Hera about did you touch my stuff? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't yeah. need subtitles. I was just like, oh yeah, no, yeah. I it was like an argument stuff. between me and my mom when I was a teenager. Did you touch my stuff? <laughs> no. Yes, you did. <laughs> you know, did you touch my baseball? So. <laughs> 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 Absolutely love that moment. You know. Uh, yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, I love the fact that, uh, uh, and I can't remember her name right now and, and I'll, I'll get to know it as the season goes on, but the actress who's playing Sabine chef's kiss. Wonderful. She does a really good job, uh, of taking, um, Tia Sakara's version of, in the animated series and that attitude, that personality and bringing it to life in the live action. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious to see how this, this whole relationship with, uh, angry soccer, mama Soka works out, uh, <laughs> as the, as the series goes on, but. Okay. Ahsoka might be the angry soccer mom, but Hera is still the mom friend for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When, when um, Ahsoka and Sabine aren't getting along and Hera, like she sits, them, them, she sits them both down and talks to him. She's a yeah. mom. I've seen my mother-in-law do that with her own kids and with her kids-in-law, including this one. (laughs) With the okay, you you guys need to pull your heads out and work together on this, right? Where'd you have to pull your head out from, John? Anyway, places. Anyway, they don't smell good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so yeah, there's there's a lot more pluses that we could go into. I feel that there's a lot of things that they have done right with this show. Uh, you can tell that Dave Filoni has put a lot of thought and a lot of effort into this show because this is basically a, a live action carryover of his baby. Rebels yeah. was his baby. Uh, and so we're seeing that that kind of transition into Ahsoka at this stage. But with as much as I enjoyed it, it doesn't mean that it wasn't without some issues. And I have a couple that I in particular that I would like to discuss. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not looking to tear the show down, but there are a couple things that I, I need to have addressed. And I'm hoping 
that, you know, because we're only two episodes in, in a, in an eight episode run. So I'm hoping that over the next, the course of the next six episodes that we get some clarification on a few things. Okay. Um, and then one of them I'm hoping just gets fixed with the change of, you know, change of writing, directing. But I also know that, um, well, that's not our problem. You had all day. And <laughs> <laughs> you will not have all night after that. So, uh, all right. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, the, one of the biggest issues that I have as far as the the writing, acting, directing, and, and we were kind of talking about this in our in our our group chat this afternoon. I have a problem with the dead air, the long pauses, the the unnecessary pauses in some areas like i understand that in some you know there's there's need for dramatic pause in some areas but wow some of some of the pausing was a little over the top for me it wasn't as bad as napoleon dynamite (laughs) you got to give it that we're gonna compare it to napoleon okay sure let's (laughs) go with that um and not as dramatic as calculon no, it's Thank not you, it's not yeah it's not uh it's not quite at the level of uh captain kirk you know we must pause after every it wasn't like that it was just it was just a little too long for me in okay. in, in some of the areas some especially in the dialogue between uh ahsoka and sabine now i i also a- after we got done chatting about this this afternoon i was sitting here kind of thinking about it so as much as it annoys me okay that there was these these pauses I also went back and looked at it as we're having a conversation between two people who uh, there's been a 10 year gap between we saw them where we saw them last in the timeline uh, mm-hmm. and where we're seeing them now and things have happened. We don't know exactly why Ahsoka walked away from Sabine. Um, she just said that she did that, you know, probably Sabine was being Sabine a little dramatic, a little, a little uh, headstrong. And, and I would assume that uh, Ahsoka wanted somebody who's going to be an easier Padawan, but, I kind of got to the thought that maybe the pauses were there just because we have two people who are trying to feel out the situation. They're trying to assess their words before they speak them. You know, maybe there's, there's, there's intent driven behind the pauses. That makes sense to me. Um, From real life situations. I know speaking too fast will cause me more problems than if I took a second. Uh, Right. Wise man told me once that if the, First time I hear something coming out of my mouth is as it's coming out of my mouth. I should have run it through my head a few times first. <laughs> and I'm just gesturing like this randomly. Sorry. <laughs> we all know you're a little crazy. It's fine. You've seen my life choices. I have. Up close and personal as well. So Maybe more kittens, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, with, but yeah. With, with the pausing and the pacing too, I was thinking about it from like a behind the scenes standpoint. Yeah. You know, Filoni studied Lucas, Lucas studied Kurosawa, Kurosawa mm-hmm. studied John Ford, you know, who directed all those old John Wayne movies who were, right. They were all a little slower paced than we're used to these days. And so, I mean, it. okay. Yeah. Wise guy. whatever but yeah the um the the pacing then was different and there's nothing wrong with going a little slower to make sure you get the point across 
I don't have a problem with slow because if, if you've watched anything that Filoni's ever done, he builds you a clock to tell you the time. So I don't have a problem mm -hmm. with slow. And I like the I like the fact that Filoni likes to build, build, build and okay. get you to a point where the world is built. The characters are built. The, the structure of everything around you is built. And so you understand it. I don't have a problem with that. I just had a problem with and I, I guess I guess I'm kind of backpedaling on this one a little bit. This is the more I think about it. You know, I, I I do think it's probably just two people measure, you know, trying to show them measuring their their thoughts or their words before they speak because of the the tenseness of the relationship and the fact that what they had to do and they knew they had to work together and it was going to be kind of a prickly situation for a little bit. So maybe that's more of of what it was. So that would make sense. And, and uh, uh, Damon Jay, yeah, absolutely. We we both agreed they were very good episodes of Ahsoka. We we enjoyed uh, them immensely. And yeah, sometimes a slow burn uh, makes the climax of the story better. Absolutely. That nice, you get that nice buildup and, and it makes the, the, the climax of the story so much more satisfying. So absolutely agreed. Uh, anything else we had, we had issue with? Um, you know, I didn't really have that many problems with it. it may have been that I was watching it after 10 o'clock last night because that's how long it took to put, put my kid to sleep. But, uh, I, okay. I enjoyed it. I was entertained. Um, I was as well. I mean, I have two more issues yeah. for you. Okay. I'd like to hear them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Damon says, uh, Soka maybe needs to be quicker with such few episodes. Uh, probably, but we also have to remember that he's world building into the Mandoverse movie. Uh, you know, so there's, there's a couple of things that he's trying to set up. So there's going to be some, there's going to be some world and universe building here going on until they get to the point of that movie. Um, okay. So here's my other issue. It's a statement that I have a conversation between Hera and Ahsoka when there's the discovery of the map and she's sitting there. She's like, not all is lost. And she holds up the map and she tells him that that's a way to, she tells Hera that that's a way to find Thrawn. Now Hera says that's impossible because Thrawn was killed at the battle of Lothal. Okay. Hera was at the battle of Lothal. She was there when Ezra and Thrawn's ship was jumped into light speed by the Pergil. Right. She she was there. She saw everything. She knew what happened. So I have a problem with her believing that that Thrawn was killed in that in that battle. She saw him fly away. Unless right. it's kind of a bit of a denial, and you know, she after ten, like we said, there is a ten year gap here. So maybe after ten years, she's just like, yeah, he absolutely had to have died at that, and you know, so he's no longer alive. Or you know, because then, it, but if she believes that, then she also has to believe that Ezra is dead, and then there's no point of searching for Ezra. It's harder to let go of somebody you care about, right? Um. Yes, Thrawn is the weird. Oh, Jesus, yes, he's the weird blue guy. Research, woman. Do your research. <laughs> I'm sorry I and sold no. books before we met. Anyway. So, all right. So, typically, so if you're just watching, that's my co-host, Kathleen. John's our editor. John sits in with me on these live shows. Uh, and I get to pick on Kathleen when she's not here because, A, she's my co-host. I wouldn't just give a, one of our random guests uh, a hard time. But uh, And, uh, B, she's my wife and I have to go deal with this after the show. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you do that though? If the series is only eight to ten episodes, mm. the show deserves more episodes. If we're being honest, I I absolutely agree with you, Damon. I was really hoping for a much longer uh, run of shows. I miss uh, when uh, TV series used to have 
you know, 20 episodes in them. And even if they were an hour long. So, but, but if the show, they had more episodes, they would have to pay the writers more. And well, you know, we know how studios feel about that. Yeah. Writers, residuals, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe you were at the battle, Tim. I, <laughs> have been cool but i wasn't but yeah uh yeah uh the the one that nobody likes not sure what she's referring to there but yeah uh and see i do this because i can and it's fun oh there's that okay. so anyway so but but okay so there's my issue with that is is that Hera was there she makes this dissenting comment that he's dead and i don't know if she's just doing that because that's easier for her in this moment if it's a a denial thing or or if we have a new narrative being inserted into the storyline, because if so, that kind of screws up with the ending of of Rebels, because that last episode of Rebels, where we talk, where we see everything happen, we see the you know uh, Ezra and, and Thrawn go away, and then we see the aftermath of what's happened, and that's it, kind yeah. of a it's kind of a big deal to me, and yeah. um, it. To, to wipe that clear would take away a lot of the power of that episode and a lot of power of the mural that we see in the, uh, you know, with, with Sabine walking up to the mural, putting her hand on, on Ezra's face, all mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, yeah. At the end of rebels, I kind of figured that was the death of Thrawn and Ezra because, you know, that bridge was exposed to space. You know, the purgle tentacles yeah. were coming through the windows. Yeah. I figured they just like got sucked out into the vacuum and they were done. That's your wife. And I love her dearly. I really do. Uh, Damon says, we better get a live action debut of Hondo. Yes. I'm not against it. Honestly, I was really disappointed last season uh, of Mando when we had the episode with the pirates and we didn't get Hondo. That was the perfect time to bring in live action Hondo. And I kept waiting that whole episode for Hondo to be the one up in the ship, not uh, Salad the Hut. Um, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. That's Saddle of the Hut. His brother like Pizza of the Hut was in space. His brother, yeah, his brother Pizza of the Hut was in Spaceballs. Um, uh, will Ezra be the new clone like Luke Skywalker clone was an heir to the Empire story? That hmm. I'm not convinced that uh, Maruk isn't Ezra. By the way, yeah, we know nothing about this guy. He we know nothing appears about to be him. an Inquisitor. No. He has roughly the right build to be an Ezra-type character. And having been gone with Thrawn for so long, and the, he's already given to the almost given into the dark side once, yeah. I think Maruk might just possibly be uh, dark side Ezra. So we'll see. That's a, Dame, that's a very uh, possible uh, theory there. We'll have to wait and see. Um, here's my other, my other issue. So I'm okay. hoping we'll get an answer to the whole the whole uh, Hera with uh, Thrawn got killed with all thing. Maybe that'll get explained a little better, maybe shown in a different light. Okay. Uh, my other issue. Uh, somewhere, Qui-Gon Jinn's Force Ghost Whoa. is pissed. <laughs> because <laughs> lightsabers no longer kill. Everybody Everyone, else. Yeah. Everybody else the, gets stabbed and, and dies. Except for the captain of the starship. Yeah. Yeah, everybody he else didn't have enough stabbed. plot armor. They're fine. Yeah, he didn't have enough. Yeah, uh, apparently Qui Gon Jinn and the captain of the Ahsoka show uh, did not have enough plot armor. 
uh, to be able to withstand a light a lightsaber stabbing. But Reva and the Grand Inquisitor from Obi Wan both got run through, and they're alive. Um, Sabine gets run through, and like half an episode later, she's like, "Look, I got an owie." Okay, but um, she she did have immediate access to medical attention. Theoretically. Maybe the crystals aren't as strong as they used to be. You think that because of Order 66 and the lack of Jedis, the, the force, the kyber crystals are losing force power? I mean, I've never considered I'm not I'm not giving you crap Ow. for that, Kathleen. That's actually not a bad thought. I just never I've just honestly till this very second that has never crossed between my earlobes. Um Maul did get chopped in half, but he came back alive. I mean, he was robotic from the hat. There was a half off sale. He's you know, so he far still Snoke there. has not come back. Snoke has not come back from the half off so sale. Far. Uh, Maul did get killed the second time around by Obi-Wan on Tatooine in Rebels. Mm-hmm. You know, he took the, the lightsaber to the this way. Um, you know. So I had not a bad thought. <laughs> yeah, you had not a bad thought. That's actually that's actually kind of interesting. I would have to do some research on that to see if there's anything attached to that as to whether or not the kyber crystals have lost power or lost some connection to the force because of the lack of force users. Hmm. That's interesting. So, but anyway, I'm a little confused about lightsabers and, and our lightsabers now only good for, you know, I mean, cause, cause, um, uh, uh, Balin and his, apprentice were were slicing and dicing people all throughout the ship with those things and uh up until sabine they were killing everything in sight and then it was like you know a tickle me elmo with a you know the the one counter thought i have is that the i can't think of the apprentice's name anyway she knew that um ahsoka was coming and the easiest way to slow down your enemy is to give them a wounded ally to take care of. If it's a yeah. dead ally, they just keep running. Right. I mean, so you have to know where to stab them. Yeah. Um, with that. You know, uh, Kathleen says they only kill actors who don't want to be in the show anymore, like Qui-Gon and Han Solo. Too, still too soon with Han Solo. Still too soon. That's a different kind of plot armor. Right. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, fan theories were being uh, were bang on about the magistrate being a night sister. I saw those theories. I dismissed them immediately. I was like, that's not going to be a thing. And yeah, she is a survivor of Dathomir, she says in the episodes. So there is some ties to the night sisters, uh, the witches of Dathomir. So that's kind of interesting because uh, that's, you know, how she's more than likely being able to sense uh, Thrawn out across the galaxy far, far away. Uh, I'm really kind of looking forward to episode three. I don't think we're going to see Ezra till maybe episode four or five. Um, I, I think even though this is the search for Ezra, I don't think we're going to see him till, you know, a little later in the, in the season half, at least not until after the halfway point. So burn the witch. Wait, (laughs) wait, wrong show. But is it though? I mean, We're okay with that quote. It's always a good time for that quote. So So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Those those are just my thoughts. Okay. I don't have really really anything else in my notes, but. So um, the end of the episode. Yeah. When they're going to look at the eye of Sion, which first of all, 
I love the name. The uh, the KOTOR 2 reference there. With I was Garth just about Sion. to say Knight, Knight, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, absolutely love that. Um, but it also reminded me of another Timothy Zahn novel. Because uh-huh. we know that he wrote the original right. you know, trilogy. But he also wrote this one called Outbound Flight. <laughs> that had to do with extra galactic travel. Mm-hmm. And now we have Filoni tying Thrawn in with the story of extra galactic travel again. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Taking an yeah. old idea and doing something new with it. Yeah. There, we're we're going to have a few really cool tie-ins, I think, to the Zahn novels. We're going to see some tie-ins to, to Coda. We're going to see some tie-ins uh, to some... I think we're going to see some legend stuff brought in. Uh, as far as the episode here that Damon's asking about, which episode will Ahsoka versus Anakin on Mustafar take place? I'm not entirely sure, but that is coming. It is definitely going to be a thing. Um, and I'm going to assume that it has something to do with her going back and training uh, Sabine again, going back into the training. And I'm I'm going to bet that this is going to be a flashback that she has as to why she walked away from Sabine is because she had started having these visions of and going back and, and replacing, you know, or revisiting these things that she wasn't necessarily at but that she heard about and knew about. So, um, Flyboy? Sky Guy. Oh, Sky Guy, yeah. Yeah, Anakin is coming. He'll be in uh, in one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't Which one? We're, I, we're not sure yet, but um, I would guess that that's going to be, again, probably after the halfway point of the season. I think the last couple episodes of this season uh, are going to be absolutely action-packed. I'm hoping so, anyway. It yeah. makes just makes sense to me, but right. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts on on the review of Ahsoka episodes one and two? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to absolutely. Next week. I hope they don't do a secret invasion on this, where it started out really strong and then kind of fizzled toward the end. Um, yeah, I lost my steam on but, secret invasion. I got yeah. I started I started with so much hype, right? But, but I, I think the acting is great. The writing is solid. Um, you know, everything Fix the being, pauses, the, the, the practical effect use and the use of the volume makes it very believable. It doesn't yeah. look like they're just redoing the prequels with a bunch of green screen. No, I like it. I like it a yeah. lot. Looks great. I like it great. A lot. Yes. So, uh, Hey, just, co- okay, cool. So just a couple quick uh, notes before we sign off here as a reminder, guys, this week, if you haven't seen it already, you could be watching our interview with Matthew McFadgen, who is the Romulan commander on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, we had a really great chat with him. That's available on all, all of our uh, 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 podcast platforms and, of course, here on our YouTube channel. Um, uh, let's see. One real quick note from Damon. It says, Agent Callus or Zeb to make appearances. I would I would think at least Zeb. I'm hoping for Agent Callus. In the article I wrote for Dork Side of the Force, I also thought that we would see Agent Callus. Uh, it would just make sense. Um, and yes, he does need to be the new Sarek. We, we talked about that. Uh, our friends over at Open Pike Night suggested that, and we couldn't agree with them more, that he definitely needs to be uh, the new Sarek uh, in that. Now, if you're a member of our uh, our Patreon channel, you could already be watching this right now. This is Tate Fletcher. He is Paz Vizsla from The Mandalorian. You know, the heavy Mando guy with, you know, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So he is Paz Vizsla. 
and we talked with him about uh, starting off as an MMA fighter, doing bouncing at bars, and how that all led to be to stunt work, and how that led to on camera work, and all these different things that he's done. And he has an impressive list of movies that he has been a part of: John Wick, uh, Free Guy, um, of course, The Mandalorian TV shows, uh, a whole bunch of other things. There, there, there's so many I can't list them all, but but yeah. Uh, if, so that comes out this Friday morning on our, our podcast channels and of course our YouTube channel. Uh, but if you were a, a, uh, Patreon Patreon. subscriber for as little as $3 a month, you could be enjoying those episodes very early. That's been up since yesterday afternoon. Uh, so you get a couple days, uh, uh, you know, a couple days advance. Uh, but if you have any questions on where to find us, it's right there. You can find us all your favorite podcast providers, Apple, Spotify, Good Pods. We recommend Good Pods. We like them quite a bit. And uh, uh, you could, of course, find us on Patreon and here on YouTube. And yeah, um, yeah, he's got some really cool stuff that he's worked on. Uh, and, and he's got a, a coffee business and a couple other things. Tate is also, he's a Michigan man. So that helps, you know, we're from Michigan. So we like talking to, to Michigan boys who done did good and he done did good. He's that cool guy that we like to talk to. So yeah, Tate's a good guy. Check him out. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. We'll see you next week at five o'clock. Same Ahsoka time, same Ahsoka channel. It just seemed wrong to say, say bat channel, but you know, uh, it is what it is. All right. Uh, we're going to leave now before I start blubbering and blabbering or whatever the word is I'm looking for. Okay, bye. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF podcast or go to www.fsfpodcast.com and click on the contact. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.